So it's that testimony of God by signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts um, attributed to others uh, that we're, we're talking about. That's how we see God. It's sort of like the children's moment with the kids and helping them to understand that we can't see the air, but we can see the effects of the air. Um, that's how we see God in our midst, is by the gifts of others and how they use them to show us God, and by various signs and miracles which may be really big or may be really ordinary. So we're going to talk about a few of those things. Um, another really interesting thing about this scripture is that if you do a little bit of a word study with the Greek, uh, the phrase pay attention was actually an idiom, and it referred to um, a ship being brought into port and tied to a mooring. Uh, and then the phrase drift away was referring to a ship that is not tied down or anchored in place. So the author is trying to convey to his audience then and to us, that the real danger is not an intentional turning away or rejection of God. The real danger is a forgetfulness, a lack of attention to where God is working in our midst. In 2019, a Dutch cargo ship went off course and ran aground on a strait in Scotland, or near Scotland. And there wasn't any kind of strong wind or storm or disaster that led this ship to go way off course and run aground on this strait. Um, the pilot was watching videos on his phone and just wasn't paying attention. And the ship went way off course and ran aground. I mean, that's... That's a big mistake, right? Uh, and so I feel like that illustration is a good way to view this scripture, this warning to really pay attention. Because it's not that deliberate turn away from God that's the danger. It's the day-to-day -day drifting that's so slow, so unintentional, that we don't even really notice it and we are, until we are too far apart, too far separated from God and from that anchor that is our faith in Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer um, is a German theologian, and he described temptation by saying that Satan doesn't fill us with a hatred of God, but rather with a forgetfulness of God. So what do we do? How can we heed these words of advice from the author of Hebrews and um, be more diligent about paying attention and uh, causing, that causes us to drift away? There is um, several types of spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices that can help us to stay grounded in our faith, uh, such as things like daily Bible reading. Um, and there's a specific type of discipline called holy attention. That's, that's what it's called. There's a few other terms for it, but holy attention is basically the concept of being intentionally aware of God 
and God's creation. So when I hear this song, I Saw God Today, I think of that practice of holy attention because the, the singer um, or the person that wrote the song is taking a walk near a hospital where his wife is in labor and he sees things like a flower growing in a crack in the sidewalk, um, another couple that is experiencing new life, the beautiful sunset, and all of these little things are a reminder to him that God is in our midst. So let's take a, a short listen to the chorus of I Saw God Today. I've been to church, I've read the book, I know he's here, but I don't look near as often as I should. Yeah, I know I should. His fingerprints are everywhere, I just slow down to stop and stare, open my eyes and man I swear, I saw God today. It's a good song. <laughs> I know you probably just want to go listen to all of it now, but you'll have to wait just a few more minutes. <laughs> so I feel like where he says, um, I know he's here, but I don't look near as often as I should, is just so relatable to all of us. Because we know in our heads, right, that the Bible tells us that God is with us, but we don't always slow down enough to take the time and pay attention and really soak in where the Spirit is at work all around us. So it's easy to miss God in the ordinary, because sometimes we're waiting for the extraordinary. Um, I'm sure you all know the expression preaching to the choir, right? So preaching to the choir is when you're telling somebody something that they already know, that they already believe, you're just reinforcing it for them. Uh, that's, that's us. That's this. We're the choir. And this is a message we already know. We already believe. But it's something that we're not necessarily taking the time to practice and to really soak in um, God all around us. It also reminds me of the story of James and John and Peter at the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus asks them three times to keep watch, pay attention. And three times, what do they do? They fall asleep. They don't stay on watch. They don't remain diligent. And they knew Jesus was right there with them. They saw him. They knew his suffering. They saw that he was anguished. He was right there. And yet they still failed to really pay attention. And so for us, if we don't practice this spiritual discipline of holy attention, it's easy to get caught up in our day-to-day -day and not really see where God is at work among us. Even get caught up in doing ministry, being busy with God's work, and still not seeing where God is at work all around us because we're so busy doing this work. You know, we might think, I'm at church all the time. I don't need to pay any more attention to God. But we do. Because if we don't, it's like being in a little motorboat without the motor running. And we're just going to drift. 
And it's much more likely that we will drift away from God than ever accidentally closer to God. So here are some ways to practice holy attention, the spiritual discipline of noticing where God is at work. Um, There's lots of different types of ways to do that. Um, For all of them, it's important that we slow down a little bit and try to find some time to hear that still small voice of God that is within us and around us. So you can do things like um, a daily devotional, either the upper room or Jesus Calling or so many others that are there to choose from where we just spend a few moments of our day with God. Uh, There's journaling where we can actually write down places where we've noticed God at work. Um, I will tell you that I'm terrible at journaling. I can't tell you how many half-filled journals I have. That's not fair. They're not even half-filled. They have just a few pages. (laughs) So the point is you have to find something that works for you, right? It can't be like a prescription where somebody says you have to do it this way because there's so many ways to do it. For you, it might be taking a walk like the man in the song. It might be playing golf or going fishing or spending some time with a craft or reading your Bible. Whatever is going to help you to have those quiet moments and become aware of God in your presence and where God is at work. Um, Mike has told us several times that we serve a God who specializes in the unexpected. By practicing this discipline, it makes us more open to noticing where God is in unexpected places. Because it's not always going to be a huge sign. Sometimes it can be the really ordinary things. So don't ignore the way that God is working in your life. Just because it's not the way you expected, or even the way that you want it. I like to do this thing at night when I go to sleep where I go through the alphabet and I just start at A and for every letter I think of somewhere or something or in somebody that I saw God or that I was blessed by God. Um, Don't tell him, but I'm always asleep by M so I don't get around to Mike. Maybe I should start at M one day. (laughs) So there's all kinds of different, that's just one way that that I find that works for me to to really just drive home that point that there's no right way to do it. You have to find a way that helps you to become more aware. And it's important to remember too that when we practice the spiritual discipline of holy attention, we are not creating or invoking God's presence. God's presence is already there. We are just opening ourselves up to become more aware of God's presence in our life. So we have a staff meeting every Tuesday, and um, we spend a few minutes every week sharing where we've seen God at work. We each take a turn sharing a place or a person where we've seen God at work that week. And I have to tell you that it's you. More often than not, it's one of you where we have seen God at work in this congregation and in this community and in this world. 
And so as much as it's important to pay attention to where we see God, we also have to think about how we're showing God. Because as disciples of Christ, we are called to be the hands and feet. We are called to use our words, our actions, our witness to show God to other people. And you do that every week. So I leave you with two questions today. One is, where are you seeing God? And the other is, how are you showing God to others? The Bible tells us that God is always with us. Hebrews 13.5 promises he will never leave us or forsake us. Joshua 1.9 says he will be with us wherever we go. And in the final words of John Wesley, the founder of our Methodist movement, when he passed away in 1791, the best of all is God is with us. Truly, God is with us. We just have to pay attention and take the time to notice where God is at work around us, where God is at work within us. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we ask that you help us to stand guard for our faith, to drop our anchor, to be grounded in your presence that is always all around us. When we look back at the footprints of our life, we know that you are walking alongside us that you are carrying us. Help us to know that in the moment, to be aware of you right beside us, and help us to show other people that you are also at work in their lives. Strengthen us with your spirit. Equip us to do your work. In the name of our risen Savior, we pray. Amen.